This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. As Matthew said, we are carrying on with our part in God's eternal plan. So that's the title of our series. Um, There's quite a few new people here today, um, so I'm just going to do a brief recap of what we've covered already. Um, So the first week of our series, Adam talked about um, the plan, (laughs) the plan, uh, what is God's plan, and we talked about um, how it's to be united in Christ within the church, in our city, and in, in our country. And then Hannah spoke about our inheritance, how that is freely given to us in Christ, how we can receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit and, and use them uh, in our day-to-day life. Joel spoke about our confident hope, uh, which is not a wishy-washy hope, but it's something that is more akin to knowledge um, that we can trust in, in Jesus. Um, Paula spoke about um, how all things are under his feet and how our um, trajectory in life isn't just steady once we become Christians. It's always going upwards, um, closer and closer to, to um, God's... Uh, Fulfillment, And then last week, I believe, John spoke about how we are seated um, with Christ in heavenly places and how we can rest in him. So if you want to listen to them, they're all on the City Church podcast. Um, so do have a listen. Um, so today I'm going to do the next part in the series and the title is We Are God's uh, Workmanship or We Are His Masterpiece. So if you'd like to turn to Ephesians chapter 2 and I'm going to read from verse 1 to 10. Okay. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourself, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, some of your versions might say that we are God's creation or we are his handiwork or we are his masterpiece. And initially when I was thinking about talking about this, I thought, okay, yeah, that's, that's all right, I can <laughs> do that. Um, and then when I started to think about it, I was like, actually, that's terrifying. The implications that we are God's masterpiece is huge. And how on earth can I articulate what it means to to be God's workmanship, his masterpiece. And I'm really glad that Carissa came up and spoke because that kind of really summed it up in a nutshell, so thanks. (laughs) Um, We we are his workmanship. That is to say that we were created by God himself. Um, For those of you who don't know me, I uh, work as a freelance hand embroiderer. 
That is a real job. <laughs> I made it up myself. <laughs> um, so when I started this job, um, I started mainly working on commissions. So other people would send me their artwork and I would stitch it for them. Uh, more recently, I have started creating my own artwork. Um, and this is something I really love and I'm really excited by. And I hope that I can continue to do this um, more and more. Um, so for me, when I create work... Um, it's a real overflow of, of who I am. Um, and I think this is key to what it means to be God's masterpiece and his workmanship. Um, I've just finished, hallelujah, a portrait that is taking me six months to make. Um, initially, when I started it, I was thinking three months tops. Um, but yeah, it took me six months. Um, it was a long slog, but I put everything I had into this piece. I'm really proud of it, and I think it looks great. Um, it sounds kind of arrogant to say, but it's, it's an overflow of who I am. And, and this is just like the way Christ sees us. If he was within time, he would have spent months on you. Because, not because you needed months to be created, but because every single part of you has been intricately designed and created to work perfectly um, within your own body, but within the world as well. Um, he has thought about you. And he has planned you, and he has created you to be unique and beautiful to look at. Um, there's another um, place in the New Testament that talks about um, God's workmanship, and that's in Romans 1, verse 20. And it says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made from his workmanship so that people are without excuse. Even before we became Christians, God created us, and in creating us, his own qualities were seen through us. Seen through us, seen through creation. His eternal power and his divine nature are within us, even before, before Christ. How much more so now that we are made anew with Christ are these qualities readily available for people to see? People are without excuse. That means if someone looks at you and sees you as, as a born-again believer, they should have no doubt but know that Christ is living within you, that God's eternal power is within you. And that's terrifyingly amazing. Um, it's huge. It's huge. Um, and I think this is just something we really need to... I mean, we, we know it. We, you know, People say, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's... It's, it's great, but sometimes we don't always believe it. Um, but I think really understanding what it means to be his workmanship is key to fulfilling God's eternal plan. Because in knowing that, we can have that confident hope that we can go forward and display his power, his divine nature through the things we do. Um, so... I guess what I wanted to kind of bring forward out of this talk was two challenges. Um, the passage we're looking at says, We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I don't really want to talk too much about what these good works are, because they would look different for everybody. And I think as a church, you're actually very good at doing good works. I know that I need but ask and you would, you would stop what you're doing and help me. Um, it's, been, it's happened before, and you are a really generous, loving community. Um, so 
I don't want to dwell on that too much because I think God will speak to you in that way. What I want to challenge you on is something that God has been challenging me on, and that is what my approach is and what our approach is um, before, before we do these good works. How do we present ourselves ready to do good works? Um, and I would suggest that two, two ways that we can think about are, um, firstly, making good decisions, and then secondly, speaking good words. So these are two ways that we can prepare ourselves ready to do good, good works. Um, I just want to talk slightly, uh, just a little wee tangent, about um, God's plan and, and his purpose, because it says here, God has prepared in advance good works for us to do. And I hear a lot of the time people say things like, I don't know, everything happens for a reason. God has got a plan for your life. It was meant to be. And all of these things are really good. But I think sometimes when we look at God and the fact that he's got a plan for our lives, we can kind of skew what that actually really means. God has absolutely got a plan for your life. But God has not planned your life. It's really important to know God has got a plan for your life, but he has not planned your life, okay? The whole point of free will is that we have the opportunity to do. We have the opportunity to make decisions and to walk in step with God. We have to be the people that are the doing. We can't just rely on God. Otherwise, the rocks are going to be the ones that are going to have to do it. And that would just be weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so key part in us doing good works is us making good decisions. Really, really important. Um, and I have a little sort of example of this in my own life. I am... Um, if you don't know, I'm married to Adam, who's over there, and uh, we've been married for four years now, and we started dating when we were 17, so we've been together since we were about, uh, for about eight years. Um, and when we started dating, the reason we started dating was because we fancied each other. That, that was it, okay? That was literally the be all and end all. Um, and then... We went to Nexus, <laughs> and if any of you know, Nexus is a Christian music college, and um, if any of you have been to a Christian music college, you'll know that you, as soon as you go, you start to question your life decisions and who you're supposed to be with and uh, what is God's eternal plan for your life, and it can be really daunting. And I remember going to Nexus thinking, I haven't even thought about if Adam is the right person for me. What if he's not? <laughs> and I remember praying to God throughout the year, saying, praying just saying, God, you tell me, is Adam the one for me? You know, I need to know, because if he's not, we're going to have to break up. And if he is, then that's terrifying, but at least I know. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I was praying, I was like, God, you're not giving me an answer. Tell me. <laughs> um, and this can happen with everyone. You know, decisions we have to make, we say to God, Lord, tell me what to do. And God answered my prayer, and he simply said to me, Karis, I trust you. It was like a mic drop moment for me. I was like, oh, I get it. Like, my life is not about God determining every step I make. My life is about me walking in line with God, making decisions that are in line with God. I have the choice. I had the choice to decide whether I wanted to be with Adam or not, and I chose to. <laughs> um, and, and I'm sure, and this is not to say that if, you know, Adam was 
a horrible person mm. and really, really wrong for me. That's not to say that God wouldn't have intervened. I'm sure he would have. But actually, when we follow Christ and we know his heart and we, we look, we seek first his kingdom, then actually we can have confidence that the decisions we make are good decisions. Amen. And if you're facing a situation and you're, you are still unsure about what decision to make, I would just challenge you to look again in the Bible. Um, there's clear evidence of Jesus's life and the decisions he made. And there's also the Ten Commandments, which are decisions that you shouldn't make. Um, if, you, if you are contemplating murder, I can yeah. guarantee you that that is a bad decision. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> it's funny, but, the, but there's, there's other stuff in there as well. Okay, so you might be contemplating uh, going for a job that requires you to speak badly of someone else okay that is a bad decision it says in the ten commandments do not speak falsely of your neighbor okay that is a bad decision if you are pursuing a relationship with someone who out who is also already in a relationship that is a bad decision okay do not commit adultery like if if you're concerned or you're not sure just look to the bible and it will guide you um so, yeah, I think, but this is something that we just constantly have to be challenging ourselves with. We are always going to come up with decisions that we need to make. And that's not to say that God won't guide us directly. He will, in some senses. He does, it's complicated to think that God has got a plan for our life, but he doesn't plan our life, but he does intervene and there is grace and it's complicated, but if you, you are really concerned, just pray and God God will, will guide you. But it is, we have to be the people that are doing. Um, so the second thing I want to talk about is um, being people who speak good words and how that can um, set us up in a good place to be people who do good works. Um, this is probably the bigger challenge for me because I'm always so nervous about speaking to other people about my faith and the decisions I've made in my life. I'm, I think I, I find it a lot easier to do good works and a lot harder to say <laughs> what I believe, and that's just something that I've been challenged about. Um, and I guess an example I wanted to share with you, again, uh, just from my life, about how, how important this is. Um, so I, when I went to university, this was... Adam and I were probably dating couple of years by this point um I went to university after going to the Christian Music College I was fired up and I was ready and I was ready to talk to people about God and and then when I got to university I was terrified because everyone there was so different to me and everyone's morals and their decisions in life and their characteristics were just opposite to mine and I kind of got to a point where I was like oh maybe I won't say anything actually <laughs> um I'm a little bit scared <laughs> um and God just really challenged me while I was at uni. Um, part of my decision in my relationship with Adam was that we would wait until we were married to be intimate with one another. And that was something that I had decided before we'd even got together. Um, that was something that was really important to me and that God had spoken to me about. Um, and when I was at university, I was like, oh, this is an odd subject to talk with people about because not many people do that anymore, do they? Um, 
And I remember we got onto a conversation with some of the girls in my course, and we got onto this topic, and I, I had to be brave, and I had to say, oh, well, in out of our waiting, and <laughs> we don't live together, and we, we probably won't until we're married. And, and I was terrified. I thought, what are they going to say? They're going to laugh, and they're going to say I'm stupid or something. And the first thing that someone said to me was, oh, I really wish I did that. I really wish that I waited. And again, it was like, mic drop. I was like, oh, this is actually a really significant thing, a really significant decision that I've made in my life that impacts other people. Not like It's a decision that everyone has to make at some point, and it's significant, and it's powerful. And actually, in me being able to speak out and talk to people about it, that changes everything, because people don't talk about that, do they? Um, and as I was thinking about this talk I was like oh yeah I'll I'll share that experience and uh, last week I was in the car with um, a friend who I was uh, we lift share to work and we were talking about Christmas plans and about how we're going to go away with Adam's family for Christmas and I started talking about the first time I went away with Adam's family and I had to share a room with his grandma (laughs) and um, how funny that was (laughs) Um, and she just said, oh, did his parents make you share a room with his grandma? That's really funny. And I was like, well, actually, it, it wasn't his parents' decision that I didn't share a room with Adam. It was my, my decision, really, our decision. Um, but I just stumbled on my words. I was like, oh, do I, do I talk about this? And I just, God was there challenging me again, saying, you always constantly have to be a person uh, speaking good works, it's yeah. good, good words. It's not just a one-time thing. Your words change people's lives. It's yeah. the truth that sets people free. Yes. And actually, m- most of us probably came to know Christ because of something that was said. So we have to be brave. We have to be people who say, this is the truth in my life. This is what God has said, and this is how I'm going to live. And that will be different for everyone. Um, But I guess the challenge is then to (coughs) ensure that that we are brave in that. Because in in speaking, we can then go on to do and prove our faith by our our works. But if we do good works, but then don't follow it up with anything we say, people, people might not, you know, they can question us and think, well, you speak like this, but you act like this. We've got to be in line with, with both. Um... And we can have confidence that, that we, are, we are Christ's workmanship. This is, he has made us um, intricate and beautiful. And actually, his power resides in us. Um, going back to Romans, um, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his internal power and divine nature have clearly been seen being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. His divine nature lives within us, so let's tell people about it. Let's show people through the decisions we make, and we will be in such a better position at that point to then go on and do good works. Um, That's all. Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.